Are you ready to stop the overwhelm and frustration and instead simplify your healing? I'm your host, Jenny Peterson, a chronic illness coach who helps those who are fed up with trying to heal simplify the healing process by focusing on only one place, the subconscious mind. That's right, I take out all the fluff, the supplements, the diets, the detoxes, and teach you how to heal just using your mind. I never said that it's easy, but it can be simple. If you're serious about getting back your life and health, it's time to put focus on the one area that will help you get there, your own mind. If you look to nature, you can see for yourself that well-being permeates the planet. It's apparent in plants, animals, the cosmos, and people. Well-being is the nature of the universe. If all healing is self-healing, how come some people heal while others don't? Are you blocking the inner wisdom of your body to heal itself? Sadly, we are not taught that our body is able to heal or what interrupts the body's ability to do it. Healing cannot take place without your consent, collaboration, or at the very least, your cooperation. At some level, there must be a buy-in to your healing or it won't happen. Why is that? Because all healing is self-healing. Healing comes from within. It's not an external thing that happens to you. It's an internal thing that happens because of you. You are in control of your healing. There is no doubt that your body can heal. But are you blocking it from being able to do so? Here are my top seven ways that you could be blocking your own healing. Number one, your beliefs. Thoughts are things. Whatever you believe, it is. If you believe you have an incurable disease, you will not heal. If you believe your illness is a blip in the matrix and can be healed, your healing increases. Your brain is always listening. The placebo effect is real. Beliefs are subconscious messages to your body. If you believe that good health is only for others and not you, then that is what will happen. If you believe that your symptoms are unique, your situation is different, and you are special, this will block your healing. Good health is your birthright. Claim it. Divorce your labels. They are beliefs. Stating that you have a certain label is claiming it, taking ownership of it. If you claim it is yours, you are forming an unhealthy attachment to it. Labels are helpful to understand situations and conditions, but they are not a life sentence. Lose the labels and see them as just information. Remember how your cuts and scrapes healed like magic when you were a kid? That's because you had zero resistance about it. If you simply believe that illnesses are messages and that they can be healed, you will open yourself up to allow healing to happen. Beliefs are powerful. What are you telling yourself about your healing? That is possibly blocking your healing. Number two, not taking personal responsibility. Here's the deal. Nobody is coming to save you. It's all in your hands. Yes, there may have been some trauma that is most likely contributing to your symptoms, but sitting and blaming your parents, childhood, or other people isn't going to get you anywhere. As an adult, it's up to you to shift these experiences so they no longer continue eating at your soul. Being a victim is easy. Taking responsibility isn't easy or comfortable when you've been programmed this way. We are actually programmed from the day we are born to be victims. We are at the mercy of our environment. Everything we need for survival, our food, comfort, and safety comes from an outside source. By default, we learn that our experiences and feelings are a result of the things that happen to us. People and events or circumstances make us feel, act, respond, or behave the way we do. We have no control, so it's their fault. We are not taught that the controls are within us. So when chronic symptoms happen to us or shitty situations, 
We never choose to look within. We always look outside of us. It's what we are programmed to do. Being a victim means we give our power to others. We get our value from others. And we can't help but feel we are victims of circumstance. When you step out of being a victim to being a victor, you will see your health and life change. Victors understand that the real cause of problems is perception. It's the meaning you are giving your experience that makes our problems. This kind of thinking puts the power back in you. You get to choose how you live and you can make your life what you desire. When it comes to chronic symptoms, observe where you are playing a victim. Are you telling yourself that you don't have a choice? Do you feel like others are making you feel a certain way? These are some behaviors that come from a victim mindset. Number three, your language. Your words are either blessings or curses. Your brain and body are listening to what you say and respond to how you think. Instead of asking, why me? Ask empowering questions like, what's the message here for me? What's the lesson wanting to emerge? How often are you talking negatively about or to your body? How often are you saying the words, I can't? Are the conversations that you have with others always about complaining about something or your symptoms? Start to shift how you talk. It's the easiest place to start because you can hear yourself when you talk out loud. When you catch yourself talking in these negative ways, you can stop and change the subject. You're more in control in this type of a situation. Once you have that down, you can do the same with your inner thoughts. Those take a little more persistence because they are running on autopilot. But with patience and persistence, you can break those negative thought patterns. And for more help with this, I suggest you listen to episode number 51, Five Ways to Stop Negative Thoughts. Remember, your language is important. Slow down and listen to what you are saying out loud and what you are saying internally. Observe, become aware. That is the first step to making changes. Number four, your focus. Why don't most people solve their problems? They are laser focused on their problems and what they don't want. The strongest driving force in the universe is pain and what you don't want. People focus so much on what they don't want that they become experts at producing it. We are designed to pay attention to what we don't want. It's how our brain was designed for survival. Wherever the mind goes, the body follows. When we're focusing on what we don't want, our subconscious keeps looking for proofs to support it. It will continue attracting those things that we say we don't want because we're telling it that's what we want. It doesn't know the difference. So when you focus on not wanting to feel like poo, thinking you're missing out on traveling with your family, never being able to be normal again, you are literally programming yourself to attract exactly this. Shift your focus. Imagine yourself well. See yourself well. See yourself free of all this cumbersome attachment that keeps your world small. Play in the Disneyland of your mind and visualize you at your best, most healthy self. The imagination is the portal to all things manifested. It all starts here. Visualization is you telling your brain what you want. You've already been using it, but most likely in the wrong way. So when you say visualization doesn't work for me, that really isn't true because most of us are used to visualizing for the things that we don't want and it continues to happen. But when we start to visualize for the things that we want, 
our brain kind of throws a little bit tantrum because it's so used to going down that pattern of what it doesn't want. It's a, it's a new pathway. It's uncomfortable. So visualization works for everybody. You are using it. You're probably just not using it in the most efficient way. Your brain has millions of networking neurons, and within those neurons are your beliefs, feelings, and perceptions that have been programmed throughout your life. If you want something to change in your life, then you need to rewire those neurons by creating a new network of neurons. Visualization does this. Shift your focus to what you want instead of what you don't want, and you will start to see things unfold in your life as if it was magic. Number five, obsessing about symptoms. When I was sick, I woke up thinking about my symptoms. I did research or did protocols all day long to fix them and went to bed thinking about them. I was obsessed. I figured the more I focused on them, the faster I will heal. Boy, was I wrong. All I was doing was feeding the fear cycle in my brain and keeping my nervous system on high alert, which was just keeping me in a conflict state, which doesn't support healing. We can't heal when our brains are constantly on, thinking about symptoms. Symptoms, as I have said many times, mean that you are healing. The intelligence of your body needs you down and out of the way so it can do its job and regain alignment. This means you need to stop thinking and obsessing about your symptoms. The body simply can't heal if the mind is not at peace. We have a tendency to view symptoms as something terrible when in fact they are the outward signs of our bodies working to heal us. Many people fight symptoms or try to eliminate them altogether. This only blocks or slows down their own healing. They have introduced resistance to the equation. The best thing to do is to surrender to the symptoms and where you are at, unless it's life-threatening, and ride the wave. For me, surrendering was about accepting that this was where I was at. My symptoms didn't kill me so far, so I could let go of the control, knowing that I always have made it through. I had to build trust with my body, knowing that it was doing exactly what it's designed to do. When we obsess about healing, or really anything, it's about control. When we control, it makes us feel safe subconsciously. But really, we don't have any control. It just feels that way. The opposite of control is trust. To let go of obsessing about your healing or symptoms, you must learn to trust both your body and you. This is why the focus for healing needs to be stepping into a 2.0 version of yourself, shifting the way you respond to life, building trust in you and loving you. When you focus on creating this new version of you, the focus is no longer the symptoms. Then the symptoms feel like they magically disappear and they are the cherry on top. Because like I mentioned, the body heals when the mind is at peace. And that peace starts when you no longer respond to life in ways that feel like a threat. So where is your focus? Is it on your symptoms or on creating a 2.0 version of you? Number seven, ignoring your body's healing requirements. Yes, in order for your body to heal, it requires your mind to be at peace. But we can't forget about the basic requirements needed by your body to support the healing process. This includes sleep, nutrients, water, and movement. Now, don't fast forward this and think, blah, blah, I've heard this all before. Yes, you may have heard things that I'm going to say before, but maybe not from the perspective that I'm teaching it. So just hold tight and listen up. Now, most people with chronic illness are high achievers. 
This was me as well. When you are a high achiever, you realize it's noon and you haven't eaten breakfast or even drank a glass of water. You're so focused on doing and the next thing on your to-do list. This can also be said for those that are obsessed with healing as well. You get so caught up with researching, scrolling, etc. that you forget to drink or eat. I've been in both places, the high achiever and obsessing about healing and the basic requirements of my body often got neglected. Remember that healing takes place in the parasympathetic nervous system. Sleeping is when the system is activated the most. In addition to making sure you're sleeping, it's best to go to bed by 10 p.m. The reason for this is because the longer you stay up past dark, the body is going to adapt internally. Your cortisol levels are going to go up just to stay awake when you are technically supposed to be sleeping. The body naturally, the brain, is naturally wanting to go to sleep when it gets dark. So when this happens, in turn, you will activate your stress response in your body. Anytime your cortisol is increased, you are activating the sympathetic nervous system, which is not where healing takes place. Your sympathetic and parasympathetic can't be activated at the same time. It's one or the other. So remember this when you are scrolling at midnight in your bed or binging on a Netflix series. Are these things really more important than your healing? Next is hydration. Your nervous system is an electrical system and waters the conductor. When you're not drinking enough, your brain's functions are impacted. Your brain is struggling to perform at the level it was designed to function, and water is essential for that. Your brain depends on two substances, glucose and water, but of the two, water is more efficient. Water is best at helping the brain cells get the electrical energy they need to perform optimally. Water is also best at helping your body produce enough hormones and neurotransmitters. In fact, half of the brain's energy is spent sending and receiving signals through your nervous system. When you're fully hydrated, your brain will perform at its best, which is extremely important when doing subconscious work. A lot of people think they are getting enough water daily, but when they count how much they're really drinking, they often are falling short. Make sure you're drinking half your body's weight in ounces. So if you weigh 150 pounds, you need to be drinking 75 ounces of water. Measure this out at the beginning of your day and make it your goal for it to be gone by the end of your day. When it comes to exercise, yes, you should be moving, just simply to keep your body strong and your lymphatic system moving. But by movement, I do not mean hit classes or running. When someone has chronic symptoms, their nervous system is already heightened. Fast, high-intensity exercising will increase this. It will also increase your cortisol, which in turn has a domino effect on your endocrine system. The best exercise during your healing is walking at a pace where you can have a conversation and for no more than 30 minutes, or yoga, not hot yoga, tai chi, or qigong, or any other slow movement exercise. Now, if you're not doing anything like this or you feel like you can't, I do want to challenge you. You don't need to do 30 minutes of yoga starting tomorrow. You can build yourself up. I started with just five minutes of Tai Chi when I was sick. I increased that time every couple of weeks until I was able to do 30 minutes. Go at a pace that works for you, but make sure to have progress over perfection and also be taking small daily actions instead of doing nothing at all. When it comes to food, your body requires protein to heal. So I'm not going to tell you what you should be eating because That opens a whole can of worms I don't want to get into, but I will tell you that you need to be eating at least 30 grams of protein per meal. Don't skip out on meals. Eat three times a day. If you have chronic symptoms, you are not in a place where fasting is okay. Your body needs nutrition to heal. 
Fasting will only increase the cortisol levels, which are already elevated with chronic conditions. This is also very important for women with hormonal issues. Like I said, this is basic information that you've probably heard already. But if you are like most of our students, a person that is making healing a full-time job or doing doing all the time due to that high achieving pattern or a person that is putting self-care last, then most likely you are neglecting these very basic needs. Our minds are preoccupied with other things and we form these bad habits of putting these essential needs to the side. So check in with yourself. Are you meeting your body's basic healing requirements? Number seven, DIYing your healing. Now I'm a natural problem solver. I love the challenge of trying to fix things or make situations better. I'm a very independent person and asking for help was really never my thing. In the beginning, when my chronic symptoms first started, I was no different. I was bound to figure it out on my own. I bought the books, did my own research, and created my own healing protocol. After all, my belief at the time was no one else could do this better than me. I was not what you call good at delegating or even setting boundaries around what I decided to take on, even for my own healing. Heck, I didn't even know what boundaries were. Then my whole doing it myself worked until it didn't work. I became exhausted trying to figure it out, overwhelmed with all the information I was reading and all the different recommendations that are out there. It was at this time that I remembered something that I learned a hard lesson in business with in my previous years, that I was my own bottleneck. And what this means in business is that the owner is the bottleneck because they're doing too many things and are often not handing off tasks that are not moving the needle in their business. They are the ones that are getting in the way of their business growth, often due to the fear of delegating and letting go of control. Now, this was me, but instead of it happening in my business, it was now happening in my healing. I was my own bottleneck. So I let go of my belief that I needed to figure everything out on my own and decided to get help. Now, that journey in itself, as you probably know, can take you in many different directions. But what I will say is that with each person that I went to help for, it took me to the next step in my healing. Not because what they recommended always helped, but it was kind of like I checked that box onto the next thing. Yes, I started with the holistic practitioners and functional medicine. I even went to the medical world, which was completely against who I was, but I was desperate and willing to try anything. What I will say is that I always listened to my intuition with each new thing I tried. I finally met a practitioner that said, Jenny, all the answers are within you. The problem is that you can't see them right now. She explained to me that my own filters were preventing me from seeing what I needed to work on within me. In fact, she pointed out to me a pattern that I clearly wasn't seeing on my own at that moment. I said, you're right. I would have never seen that because I honestly don't even know what I'm looking for. That's when I decided to hand over the process of finding my subconscious patterns, but it was my job to change them and take new actions. While I agree and teach that all healing is self-healing and comes from within, trying to do that without outside help is blocking your healing for the simple fact that you can't see your own poo. Honestly, it's wasting more time and energy thinking that you can do this alone. I'm going to compare this to my years of business experience again. In the past, I would be offered help in my business, and my stubborn 20-year-old self refused it and said, I could figure this all out on my own. I lost that business because of my stubbornness to not let go of control. Nowadays, delegation and working with coaches is like second nature to me. 
I hate having to waste time. I would rather use it efficiently. Learn from someone that has done it rather than spending time trying to reinvent the wheel. If you are resistant to working with someone to help you with your subconscious patterns, take a moment to feel into what belief system is behind that. Do you need to have control? What fears do you have about working with someone? What meaning are you giving this opportunity to take the next step in your healing? This concludes my list of the common blocks I see in those that are trying to heal their chronic symptoms. Let's review the seven again. Number one, your beliefs. Number two, not taking personal responsibility. Number three, your language. Number four, your focus. Number five, obsessing about symptoms. Number six, ignoring your body's needs. And number seven, DIYing your healing. Be honest with yourself. Are you doing any of these? If so, that's totally okay. This isn't about beating yourself up or shaming you. You are human and these are very human behaviors because of our lovely brain. Acknowledging where you are is a great starting point. Determining if where you are is what you want or you don't want is the next step. If you like where you are at, then there's nothing to do. If you don't, then take action to shift these patterns and choices is the next step. Myself and the MBR team will love to help guide you step-by-step to let go of those patterns, which in turn will assist your body to heal and help you get your life and health back. The first place to start is by requesting a custom healing plan so we can provide you with a plan that is right for your situation. You can find the link to get your healing plan in the show notes. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with others and hit the subscribe button so you can be notified when new episodes are available. You can also connect with me and continue learning by following me on Facebook at Mind Body Rewire and on IG at the Mind Body Rewire. Thanks for listening. Talk to you next time.